you're heading overseas from Australia, you'll probably know the Aussie dollar is in rough shape at the moment, having fallen to its lowest point since late last year. What impact is it having, though, on the local economy? I'm Aaron Young. Let's try to find out. Now, from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. Okay, so the Aussie dollar has fallen more than 6% over the last month to lows not seen since last November. Despite that dip and another during the worst of the COVID-19 shock, the dollar hasn't been that weak since the GFC back in 2009. Have a look at this. A similar story against the euro where it's buying around 59 euro cents, which again, if you exclude a brief COVID dip, is the lowest point since the GFC. Now, this may not be maybe welcome news for exporters and people in the tourism industry, but it can have wider implications on the economy so dependent on imports like Australia. So what are those impacts and what can we expect if it continues on this current trend? Let's bring in Will Banks of Shillings Capital to find out more. Well, the main thing that I think most people care about uh, when it comes to the Aussie dollar is traveling overseas and also buying things online. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be more expensive. It's going to be uh, more expensive for, uh, for uh, travel travel um, and holiday makers uh, to buy uh, local currency um, and therefore it's going to make their holidays much more expensive it will, it will potentially put people off um, and the, the 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 hangover of that will be that maybe less people are going to look at traveling overseas and booking up holidays and flights which could have an impact if those are being booked uh, within australia and given the fact that flights are so expensive at the moment, it may not be necessarily a bad thing to weaken some of that demand. The key question, though, is why is the Aussie dollar so weak at the moment, given that the dollar is usually seen as a reflection on the country's performance? And compared to the rest of the world post-COVID, Australia seems to be doing OK, or is it? Um, yeah, I mean, when you look at currencies generally, they are a meter, a barometer of, of the health of an economy. Um, and Australia is very heavily connected and reliant on the Chinese economy. Uh, and there has been sustained slowdown within China. Um, at the same time, there's also a, um, a sentiment that there is a potential interest rate differential between the USA and Australia, which is uh, looking to, to push uh, investors to sell the Aussie dollar uh, and buy the US dollar. So when you look at the, well, why is that? Why, is the, why are we reliant on, the, on, on China? Well, if you look at iron ore price movements, uh, and quite often the Aussie dollar is, look, is, it can be classified as a, a, as a commodity currency, um, that's, that's, that's falling. If you look at the number of Chinese visitors who are coming to Australia, that's dropped by 17% uh, 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 pre-pandemic levels, um, which again is having a, a negative impact on the economy. And as the Chinese slowdown continues, this could have an impact on the demand for Australian export, mm. which means decreased reve decrease revenues for Australia. It almost sounds as if the Australian dollar is more a representation of the Chinese economy than the Australian economy. There are some who've actually said that, linked the Australia dollar to just how strong China's going at the moment. And given that there are so many problems with the Chinese economy, problems with the property market that obviously is built off Australian iron ore to the most part, what does that say about the future of the Australian dollar? Absolutely. It's seen, it is seen as a proxy currency for the Chinese economy. Um, I think what that means is uh, is that uh, we need to uh, grab some independence. I think we need to ensure that we aren't so dependent uh, on another country, another co uh, another country's economy. 
uh, because we we find ourselves in the situation we are at the moment. And I mean, even when you're looking at tourism and travelling, why would you want to go abroad anyway when you can you can you can holiday within Australia? So I think there's there's plenty of raw materials and and and, and other resources that Australia has, which could mean that we wouldn't necessarily would need mean that we would need to be so reliant on the Chinese. Uh, Chinese economy. Uh, so I think we need to put some strategies in place, the governments that we need to put strategies in place to ensure that this doesn't continue. It's a really interesting point because the Australia dollar is essentially what the rest of the world thinks of the Australian economy. And while Australia has gone to great ends trying to be the future of tech, the future of science, the future of education, and has been doing okay with these things, the rest of the world still seems to view Australia as the world's farm and the world's mine. And that hasn't changed. What has changed is the reliance and also the availability of Chinese funds to prop that up. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, one of the things I struggled with, I've built several companies in uh, in Australia. And when you're fundraising and you're looking globally to get funds, uh, you know, to invest in, in, in those businesses, quite often Australia is seen as a country that's, you know, which part of the universe is that country based in, which is it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a developed, very economically sound co- uh, country, uh, but it is seen as being a long, a long way away somewhere that's probably a little bit less sophisticated. I think partly that Australia doesn't necessarily do a good job in selling itself. I think there's so many opportunities within Australia to build businesses that actually we don't need to be reliant on some of these other countries that we feel that we are. Has the Reserve Bank's recent interest rates move had any impact on the Australian dollar and the, and, and the way that the rest of the world views the Australian economy? Well, yeah, as I said earlier, that when you look at the, um, you compare it to the US dollar, um, it's, it's considered that the, the, the US economy is uh, starting to kind of overheat a bit again. Um, so interest rates could possibly increase, uh, whereas the Australian um, interest rates are probably likely to stay where they are for some time, uh, which is testament to, the, to, to what the RBA have been doing. Um, what this will do is it will widen the interest rate differential between the US dollar, sorry, the USA and Australia, which means that uh, investors will think, well, I want to sell the Aussie dollar, buy US dollars because I want to take advantage of those, int- those higher interest rates in, in, uh, uh, in America. Yeah. And the other impact, obviously, from a higher Australian dollar is that prices will start to go up. Prices of goods that we import from overseas. If you look around your house, most of the things you have, uh, if you look at your iPhone, the price of that will go up if the Australian dollar continues to crash as well. When do you think people start to feel the pain from this? When will prices really go up? I think they already are. Um, I think the, 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 you know, the, the, the prices have gone up already due to these interest rates increases. Um, and now you've got a weakening of the dollar. Um, I think already there are these prices that are increasing. Uh, I think households don't necessarily know why they're increasing or they have some understanding of it, but actually segregating it to work out which part of the price increase represents a fall in, uh, in the currency and which is the, because of incre- increase in, S- uh, in interest rates and the cost of living uh, crisis and s- supply chain issues. I think they're all mixed up. So we already are having... Uh, uh, difficulties here with regard to the increase in, in, in costs, whether or not that be electricity, food, etc. Um, so I think it is difficult, um, but I think it will pl- plateau out. I think it will start to become easier. 
Yeah, uh, an article that you probably will be interested in on the Ticket News website. In the UK, it's just hit nine pounds for a pint. So it's not just Australia, it's right around the world. And nine pounds for a pint, it's doubled in about three years time. Are we getting to the stage for economies, particularly in the West, the US, Australia, uh, United Kingdom as well, that the costs will be so <laughs> exorbitant, people just stop paying? Well, that's why you should drink schooners because um, <laughs> they're a bit cheaper. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it, I think it won't that people won't stop paying. I think people's lifestyles will change in the sense of what what is something that is is a flexible or discretionary purchase and something that's not. Um, I think going to the local pub will be well. Actually, why would I pay that pint with a huge proportion of that is tax when I could buy it from a supermarket and, and drink it at home? Uh, the, the difference in the UK versus Australia is the the price of beer in a supermarket is so different to the cost in a pub that that's already happened. But that's uh, not just that's tax, that's, that's everything from rental costs, from energy costs, from staff costs, having to pay for staff isn't getting any cheaper. No, correct. So mm. savings that companies and individuals will look to make savings. They'll be looking at, well, what can I turn off or what do I not need to buy to enable to save some money? And I think, again, I think that's already happening. Uh, as I say, you know, bu buying a pint in a pub is a discretionary purchase. Um, so I think that, but the but the the effect of that will be going to pubs, whether or not yeah. be in the UK or Australia, meaning that those businesses aren't earning as much money. Therefore, they have to start laying some people off. So that's yeah. why you know we've discussed on previous shows that there is a brink of a recession. So mm. it's a very fine balance mechanism. Um, so I think we've just got to hold our breath and and right. and, and do what we need to do. Well, Banks, appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. That's the show for now. Head to tickernews.co for more.